Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like? Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. <laughs> Football is a game of passion. Oh, bollocks, Villa have scored. And that is why we love it. Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's time to turn the volume down. Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamoru Saku having an absolute howler. That doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. He's a fraud. Sedan's a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about the aesthetics, that's what Absolutely. I like to see. That is just a bit of stat padding. Individual sport masquerading as a team game. Look at his Instagram, he's the ultimate beta male. BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better than that. Hello, hello. Welcome to Under Floodlights Podcast with me, Bailey Hutchison, Chris Ringland. And we are back for week five of Premier League action. And what a week it has been for players getting close to 40. This week, we see Mark Noble go full curb your enthusiasm. Asmir Begovic and Ben Foster are somehow still playing football. Spurs go back to being Spurs, thanks to the emperor that is Thiago Silva. Norwich are definitely down and all aboard the Naby Keita hype train. Chris, we need to talk. Before we talk about any of that, me and you need to discuss Thursday night. Ah, Thursday night. Thursday night was a beautiful um, evening which the listeners may not immediately realise why what happened on Thursday. No, there's only one thing that happens on Thursday nights now, and that is you getting overexcited about the Europa League. <laughs> now listen, uh, just, just, to, just to clarify with everyone that West Ham were the only British side to win in Europe on Thursday. Um, that is uh, Rangers, Celtic and Leicester in the Europa League, Tottenham in the Conference League, um, yep. all lost or drew. And uh, West Ham had the easiest match I think I've ever seen them play against Dynamo Zagreb. I love the idea of just these these boys from East London being like, right, we've got a big trip to Zagreb here, let's get going. Like, this is just a lad's holiday. Well, yeah, and apparently there was chat as well. So I don't know if you realise, Billy, but we've got this new guy, Nikola Vlasic, who's Croatian. And uh, apparently the chat is that he played for the rival team, Hajduk Split. Oh, so he was well up for it. Yeah, so he was getting booed every time he had the ball. It was actually advised that West Ham fans do not wear shirts with Vlasic on the back because <laughs> they'll get beaten up in the streets of Zagreb. Oh, my days. Um, I hate the Europa League. <laughs> so, uh, so, so there we are. Uh, and incidentally, that's also Slaven Bilic's old team, so that's one for, for big Slaven. This is like, this reeks of, remember whenever like, uh, West Ham have that rivalry with Sheffield, the fake one? Oh, that uh, sounds oh. like another fake rivalry that's coming. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and uh, look, I, I'm quietly confident about our chances in the Europa League. And obviously, if you win that, you get into the Champions League. So um, I'm just going to say, um, we're there. We're on the up. <laughs> and uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful season. Looks like it's coming. I, I'm just in love with David Moyes. So. I've never, honestly, I've never experienced someone as excited as you are to be in the Europa League. <laughs> it's crazy. For everyone else I've ever encountered that's in the Europa League, they're like, oh, we're playing Thursday night. You were buzzing. Uh, I'd, honestly, I couldn't wait. It was like, like oh, when's work end? You know, oh, get it on. Because it was like 5.45. Oh, yeah, it was, the, it was the early one. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was great. But I'll say that the moment that went too far for me was whenever you used the phrase, get Declan. Oh. That's that's we're not starting that. Yeah, he ran the pitch. It was beautiful. He ran, he ran the, the pitch. Pi- yeah, but there's a difference between running the pitch and running the pitch on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> well, indeed, indeed. You know, this was this was the competition where I thought Ruben Loftus Cheek looked like the next Yaya Toure, but 
Well, uh, well, it, it was it was a great day for for West Ham. So it was a great day, but it now means for the rest of the tournament, you're playing Thursday and Sunday. And well, unfortunately, well, today it didn't go too well. Well, here, here's the thing: really, the, the listeners may be surprised. I'm actually completely content. Um, uh, how so? Because I think today proved uh, that we are we're competitive with the top teams in the Premier League. But you lost. Uh, yeah, um, Arsenal are like in the relegation zone. Okay. Um, so <laughs> let's not bring so, Arsenal here. So well, well, it's all you know. It's you know, there's a say about the XG and you know, it's kind of that. like we are like we are genuinely like after our first Europa League match without Antonio. Um, and we're we're in the game until the last minute. I I am fine with that. I'm really I really am. Not as fair. And Antonio, I think, is a big point. I, West Ham are desperate for striker backup. Well, 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 we all know that. Um, but uh, I have to say though, there was a serious amount of um, disrespect shown to Mark Noble today, which I'm not about. No, he completely deserved it. I I, I I'm I'm not sure about that. Um, no. Gen- genuinely, I never want to hear anyone say anything about Kepa ever again whenever it comes to penalties. Mark Noble's now the guy we throw under buses whenever it comes to penalties. No, just for context, um, Mark Noble is one of the most successful penalty takers in Premier League history. Um, Fantastic, for... he wasn't on the pitch. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? So we had Sunas on. Um, after the game, <laughs> as soon as in the studio, and Roy Keane. Of course, of course Roy Keane was, was livid about it, but that, I, I can respect yards, that. Man. But I can respect that because I actually have respect for Roy Keane as a professional. Graham Souness has feigned anger about how he, he, oh, he hasn't warmed up. How ridiculous a decision is this? Absolutely crazy. How could they possibly do this? You know, as if Mark Noble isn't an extremely competent penalty taker. And has played for West Ham in the Premier League for fifteen seasons, mm. and uh, and it's you know, like you know, I'm sure Declan Rice could have taken it, etc. Well, but I've got to start questioning Declan Rice. This is why? a couple of times now Declan's been taken off the penalties, what, and what, he's supposed to be he's supposed to be number one. It happened last season with Lingard. No, Lingard no, missed, no, and then Noble put it in after. Well, no, Noble's number have, one. When you have, no, we need to have words with Declan. Noble, Noble's number one, and Noble is the captain. Declan yeah, is the vice captain. Yeah, Noble's number one and on the bench. You shouldn't be like, oh, ninety fifth <laughs> minute, let's get him on. Declan, step up. Your club captain, step up. No, <laughs> Noble is the captain on the bench again. On the bench, <laughs> Declan, step up. Put the foot down and let let Moyes know I'm not having this forty year old man come on and mess this up. <laughs> For first of all, he's thirty three, I think. But yes, um, indeed, round up. <laughs> Um, also, good to see uh, full respect for Jesse. Um, full respect for the goal. Full respect for the restraint celebration. Um, all, like massive respect for him. I know he's going to be coming to this in January, so that's why I'm fine. Is that right? Is, is that? Are, do you seriously think that after today, Jay Lings is gone? Where would I rather be scoring goals for Man United with Ronaldo or West Ham on well, Thursday night? I, I'm sure he would, but he'll realise by January when he's six months from the end of his contract that um, he isn't playing regularly. Um, no. So, Jesse, hang about. Do not do it to yourself. <laughs> um, so, but but uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there was a couple of 
apparently Stonewall penalties for Ronaldo. You know, I don't know. People can have their own conclusions. People, people can have their own conclusions about that. But, uh, but we, <laughs> we were, we were in it until the last minute. I'm, I'm fine with that. No, two, two Stonewallers from Ronaldo and from two different people as well. Zuma, tough afternoon for Kurt. I, I thought, I thought Kurt, um, I thought Kurt did. Um, did, did well until the well, until he, the Lingard he goal. Stroked for the Lingard goal. And well, well given away a penalty. Well, you know, you know, um, I swear it goes. <laughs> Just like, one of them days, isn't it? Like, he, he, he was, you know, he's he's a great signing, and as you well know, Billy is his strengths will will be really good for us in defence. So I, I I'm I, look, it's fine. Um, well, all I'm saying is that tackle he made on Ronaldo that should have been a penalty. Never have made that at Chelsea. Would have got the ball, but that's <laughs> no. Um, I, I think what was like, I almost wanted Noble to score. Not even so much that we would draw the game, but so that Solskjaer would be even more raging after he literally unloaded like I think an entire five hundred mil bottle of water on the ground at giving away the penalty. Um, uh, it's very unsustainable for Molly. And in, in a day where there was a game zero from two teams, that's yeah. So can we? So I I saw a little bit. What, what was that today? Sorry, the game zero. Oh, well, we'll get on to it. But I just want to quickly before we go to Chelsea Spurs talk about Ronaldo, Chris. I'll to go for it. Yeah, I've I've got to give the guys flowers. I didn't think he'd be doing what he's doing right now. I've got to be really? honest. I was I was a Merson style doubter. <laughs> so I was like, "There's no way this guy can walk back into this league at 36 years of age and think this is Serie A." Right. And he's just taking the piss out of it. Four goals in three. Fantastic. Yeah, no, I, I I'm not surprised at all. I, I yeah. Um, no, yeah. I'm absolutely just fuming. Kills me inside to see United fans happy. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I still, I still don't think they'll win the league, but they'll, they'll, they'll push. Yeah, they'll win something though. There's no way this guy doesn't win anything. Well, well, well we all, we all say that, and we all think that, but they always get to the final of the Europa League and lose, and they always get to the semi-final of the FA Cup and lose. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the old way. But, but I mean, we'll see what happens. But and if you saw midweek, you know, they do obviously have Ollie as manager, but whenever Ronaldo came off midweek there, he was basically second manager. What? <laughs> well, well, he brings in the question, Ollie. Well, this, this is the thing. I mean, I, I think the risk of signing him is that, um, I mean, it's not as bad as Andrea Perlo being the manager, but it, but there is a sense of which, you know, I mean, Ollie can't have that much of authority over Cristiano Ronaldo, you know? No, there's, there's no way. Like, United... Uh, not, not gonna say they should have because they're doing well. They're joint top of the league, but Antonio Conte was out there. Well, I mean, like if if he, if, I'm not sure he's a Man United manager, but yes, he's he's a yeah, he is a serial winner. Um, I think the problem with Conte is he's got a bit of a you know. He doesn't tend to stay beyond like two, oh, yeah, you two get, years. You get two years. You get two years yeah. of Antonio. You'll have one good one and then a blow up. <laughs> yeah, um, but but uh, yeah, no, like you know, United's done well. I'm I'm glad they're back to like you know, kind of not the old United, but they're back to like kind of you know, they actually are one of the best teams, not just like the Premier League. The Premier League's better when United are good. And not yeah, better. yeah. So it's, um, the way it's looking this season is as though there's four teams and United are one of them, and it means it's gr- what's best about it is it gives like. It gives people who listen to this a chance to chirp because they were very quiet last year and they're back. <laughs> well, indeed. Um, I don't know you saw as well this week, Billy, about uh, Phil Jones. 
Oh, it's a tough start. This is a few footballers now. This is Jack Wilshire and now Phil Jones coming well, out with tough well, interviews. The thing, well, the thing about Phil Jones is that I I did find it confusing at the time when Rio Ferdinand did Rio Ferdinand call Phil Jones pathetic. There was there was words used like that. I can't remember the exact term. But. No, no. I feel like I, I I feel like Rio Ferdinand probably knows Phil Jones better than the general public does since he played with him. Um, yeah. You know, I thought that was maybe a bit over the line. I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, I would, I would say it was a hundred percent over the line. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but yes, yeah, so over to the uh, first ever game zero, the sustainability game. The, fir- the, the first ever game zero. First, first ever. Uh, yeah, Chelsea and Spurs today saving the planet. I have zero idea what what changes they made today, other than they. they Constantly had like green logos because that makes a difference. What? Uh, what? <laughs> the only thing I genuinely did notice was instead of like plastic water bottles, they had like paper cartons. Um, other than that, right. apparently they told fans, uh, please no one drive to the game, please cycle or get public <laughs> transport. And it's like, this is a stadium in the middle of London. Who was driving? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, indeed. I mean, the only bit that I kind of picked up on, I, I didn't really understand the context. I don't understand it because you said this, but Martin Tyler, just in the middle of the game, started talking about Forest Green Rovers. Yeah. Uh, to Gary. Gary was like, oh, oh, I know about League 2. Oh, the thing, well, 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 with this Salford, no, you know, like, like, like it was shoehorned in by Martin, which I thought I took real issue with, you know, right in the middle of the Chelsea Spurs game. Well, I'll be honest, I have no knowledge of Forest Green Rovers at all, and I'm going to keep it that way. You talk about that bit of nonsense from Tyler and Neville, uh, pretty much gave it all game for the first half anyway, saying about how good Tottenham Hotspur were. I said, oh, you know, fantastic, you know, they're causing Chelsea problems. They created one chance. Chelsea could have scored from kick-off. I, I, I didn't. I kind of didn't. Pick, I but at no point did I sit sweating it out and Tyler and Neville are like, oh, this is fantastic from Nuno. He's really got Tuchel here. Like, yeah. Up, folks. They kept on this saying, well, they, they were taken aback by the, um, like, how quick they were or something. Like, how. Yeah, it was because the way Chelsea's back three set up, they had Kane, Son, and Lo Celso basically planted on them. They were like, oh, this is a tactical master stroke here. Yeah. They had one shot on target the first half. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. So, so what, what What did you think of uh, Romero? Uh, offered me nothing. He, he because, fell over too easily once and I was like, I'm done with him. Because well, it was strange that he got taken off. Uh, but he, the chat is that he was the best defender in Serie A last season for Atlanta. <laughs> Serie A. Um, so, you know, also, can we have to discuss as well, Billy. So he was part of that bizarre um, getting deported on the pitch fiasco. Um, Down in, in South the, America. In the Brazil-Argentina match. Am I right in saying that all of these South American-based Tottenham players flew to Croatia? And <laughs> they flew to, to Croatia, stayed in a hotel, trained at the hotel, and were able to get around other rules to not, play today. No, I've, I've, I've got a lot of questions about that. Um, I've got a lot of like um, itinerary questions about that, about how right. that was, um, how that was booked and how that was done, because uh, it seems like the most bizarre thing I've ever heard in my life. 
this one regular day of Barclays Premier League's all I ask for, and you don't get it with Tottenham Hotspur. I, it, it was bizarre to me the entire situation. How it's like, oh, we'll chuck these boys out to Croatia rather than London, so they don't have to stay in, in a London-based hotel. A Croatian hotel actually has a football pitch, and they can run about, and we'll send staff out there. The whole thing just stunk, and it made no difference to the team. Um. Yeah, so what? So essentially, so that because they wouldn't be coming from a red list country and therefore would have to isolate in a hotel. Is that the? Is yeah, that the just a lot of yeah. They've hit every loophole they could have. I, 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 like I would have loved to have been in the like the conversations of the staff of the club at that stage. You know, the, like 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 your man who does the admin for the flights and stuff. Like I would, I would have loved to have heard what the chat was at that stage. This would have been a nightmare in the finance department. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, today on the pitch made absolutely no difference. I'm just looking at my notes here, Chris, and I've <laughs> I've the word pathetic written down more than anything. Of uh, Emerson Royale, pathetic, uh, Deli Ali, pathetic for the Thiago Silva goal. Uh, yeah, I've like the way he got on for that goal. I went full Roy King in my own house. I was like, it's two yards. He's an international player. Just compete. That's all I wanted from him there. Compete. I mean, the more the more I think about Nuno and Spurs, I mean, I, I didn't quite clock, really, to be honest, for ages that like his whole thing is, like, counter-attack. Yep. His whole thing is, like, you know, firm up in defence, you know, the Cody, Kilman, Willie Bolly, um, and then you have Adama and stuff playing on, you know, and therefore you do the counter stuff. Um, whereas, like, I, I'm not really sure how that fits into... I mean, I know he was ninth choice, don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, he was down the list. Remember, but it seems, but it seems like after winning the first three matches, you can kind of see this not that you can kind of see this like not winning matches continuing. I don't know. It, it cracked me up while watching the game because Martin Tyler brought this up and he was like, "The way Nuno plays, as you say, counter attacking football," and he was like, "That's not in the Tottenham DNA." What? And there's the Tottenham <laughs> DNA. Not winning games of football. <laughs> It's like Nuno won games earlier in the season. Surely, even Spurs fans can be like, "Oh, we'll abandon our whatever DNA we have. Let's just win games of football." That yeah. that that line cracks me up more than anything. It's like, "Oh, you need to have the DNA." What DNA? Well, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know what that means in any football club. Like, I like, I don't know what that looks like or what that means. You DNA. Know? If any football club should just be winning games. Yeah, Spurs, whatever DNA they have, doesn't. <laughs> Do that, yeah, and uh, yeah, and like and Harry Kane, Bailey, like you know, pathetic as well. I'm not uh, one person. Well, your props to is Hoiberg. I think he's absolutely class. He's like, oh, oh no, he got roasted today. He was shocking. <laughs> so he did. He, he, he but he, but he is a tie. he is a warrior though. Um, I mean, great. He puts on a tackle every now and then. He's pathetic. Tongi on Dombley, he's another one. He's just well. That was it was wild that he kind of came back in. I don't know where. Um, like, because I thought the chat was that, like, he was away. I, I do think as well, um, you know that guy that came on, Gil? Oh, yeah, he, he's a YouTube footballer. <laughs> I, 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 thought he looked, I thought he looked pretty good, to be honest. No, he, he's um, not built for this league. Should have stayed in Spain. Oh, I don't know. I, I no, think... he's not built for it. <laughs> Um, well, apparently he he was part of this great because they've got some new sporting director or something, haven't they? Uh, he was part of the whole whole recruitment I believe thing. So. Um, Imagine being him dealing with Daniel. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, 
I would be a bit concerned for Spurs, to be honest. I'm not really sure what the vibe is. Uh, I know what the vibe is. Terrible. <laughs> tenth. Tenth is where this team like are. Harry Kane, the way he plays as well, this whole nonsense. Remember last season, it's like, oh, it's great how DB drops and everything. The guy's a striker. Get yourself well, in the box. Well, indeed. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that, that's the issue. He's not, I mean, he's not fit, Bailey. He's not I, fit. I, what, what do you mean he's not fit? He's a professional footballer. It's well, he was, well, he was, fit. well, he was in Disneyland about three weeks ago, wasn't he? That is true. Well, that's on him. Yeah, no, no I, I agree. But, no, I, I agree. It is on him. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, the stat, the stat today for Kane, and we're not a stats-based podcast, but this was hilarious, that uh, Tony Rudiger, Cesar Azpilicueta, and Marcus Lonzo all had more touches in the Tottenham uh, penalty area than Harry Kane did in the Chelsea one. One of those is a striker. Pathetic. Yeah, I... I... I, I would be a bit concerned for Spurs, to be honest. Um, I th- yeah, and and the thing is as well, Billy, like when they won those first couple of matches, it wasn't because of Kane as well. Oh, no, that it was, was the thing. Spite of him. Yeah, like it almost worked better without him. Um, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. It's a bit of a mess, but yeah, well, it could get even worse because I have a new theory, Chris, and I want to test this. I want to see what you think about oh, this. Oh, interesting, right? So obviously Spurs' new stadium has been around for three seasons now. This is the third three? round. Yeah, three seasons. Me. Uh, and Chelsea Chelsea have now played there three times, won all three games. I want to know after how many consecutive victories, if Chelsea continue this run, at what stage does that property become Roman Abramovich's? <laughs> I'm thinking five. Um uh... I don't think you can go five consecutive seasons <laughs> of a team turning up to your brand new stadium and losing, but until they own it, until you have to go, here's the deed. I mean, oh, yeah, you've got you've got a point, and I think this is, I think this is the same as the it's it's the same as the Brighton thing is that mm. you know unless someone takes a dump on the floor, going away to Brighton is like oh lovely stadium, lovely facilities. Um, you know, it, it's not, it doesn't feel that much of an away game. Whereas yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's a bit of an occasion. It's yeah, like, oh, we're going to Spurs, lads. Like, yeah, whereas a, a, a way to, to Burnley is totally different. You yeah, know, you don't want to go to Turf Moor, you want to go away to Spurs. Yeah. And I think that's why Chelsea have now won there every time they've gone. I, I do love as well, Billy. Uh, it's one of my favourite things when the third choice goalkeeper has to play. And I was sad that that didn't happen today. It almost did. It almost did. It yeah. almost did. It almost nearly did. Had film, nearly had the film goalkeeper playing. Yeah, Marcus Spettinelli was, was warming up. Um, yeah, so Kepa went down with a fake cramp. That was terrifying, I'll be honest. I, okay, no, he, he he's all right. But like I, I thought, you know, I, I, I was just thinking, he, he must inside, he must be like, this is, not, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah, I, that's, yeah, I signed exactly. up to, I, to get, a, get a pay packet to sit on the bench. Yeah, I turn up nine to five every day. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I don't even come on these away trips normally. It's lucky this one's just across town. He's probably at home tonight. It's probably all grand, but he probably doesn't want, like, he doesn't want a Man City away. You know, yes. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just before, but we'll go to another game in a moment, but just to talk about another 40 year old player, Thiago Silva, today, Chris. What a guy. Look, well, he's one of the best defenders of of the generation, isn't he? Um, Another player who I just didn't think would have cut it in the prime. I could, do, I, I don't know. I, I think I think I always thought he would be uh, like whenever, like even for just the dressing room influence. I was like, flip, yeah, that's a that's a good signing to have. Um, good guy to have around the team. Um, 
Uh, he, he does seem like he's apparently called Granda around the pitch. Around the <laughs> ground. I, I do think it's like somewhat disappointing that the that his career was um, AC Milan and their downward spiral and PSG, but that was up to him. So, um, like, what were PSG thinking? Like, fair play to him getting out of that toxic environment. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. Great to see them draw midweek at Club Bruges. Um, don't know if you saw that. I did. I did. And yeah, delighted for Thiago. He 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 made the right choice. He's like, it's a strange situation where he's looking ahead of him on the pitch with the Chelsea players instead of like Mbappe, Neymar, Messi. And but he's the one that's made the right choice. Yeah, it's uh... oh, fingers crossed. Touchwood. No, he has. No, he definitely has. Uh, but from one streak, which is uh, Chelsea's three wins in a row at that stadium, to uh, Sadio Mane, Chris, nine goals in a row versus Palace. Uh, no, I, I did. <laughs> I did hear that, and uh, I thought it was. I thought it was quite funny. He, um, I, I noticed he said in the interview after that um, he thought that was just like a coincidence. Um, but but it must like I was thinking about it now because I, I was thinking that's a stupid stat that they bring up you know oh Callum Wilson always scores against West Ham oh yeah. you know so, but like to be fair it must make some kind of difference in their head like well if if you do it nine times <laughs> you're going oh flip what is what are we up against today like no matter yeah. what he does Manny's not been great recently well uh, yeah well yeah he, he keeps missing chance his XG is is through the roof yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just came to the weekend they had to play Palace. Yeah. Um, uh, it was our first look as well at Konate at the back. Yeah, what, what do you think of him? I, I think he's, well, I mean, I think he's an upgrade on um, Williams and Phillips, probably. Um, De- definitely on Williams, but... Yeah, definitely on Williams. Not Phillips had his moments. Yeah, it, yeah well, in his own way, yeah. But yeah, looks like a, looks like a, a, a great, uh, you know. Has everything to be a top, but no, he, he he looks good. Yeah, bizarre back four for Liverpool. So it was uh, oh, right back because yeah. Trent was sick, Kanate, Van Dijk, and then Simikas, who should have given away a penalty. Yeah, Milner is absolutely outrageous. Um, like you know, as as a professional footballer, like you know, I I don't know if there is. I mean, bar maybe Ryan Giggs and um. Well, actually, probably barring Ryan Giggs, Gareth Barry, maybe Gary Speed. Um, I mean, the the level that he has played at for that length of time is actually ridiculous. Well, I completely agree, but I also absolutely hate James Milner after this weekend because <laughs> I looked at him up against. I'm like, Milner hasn't played in the bit. He's playing right back against Wilfred Zaha. Let's put some money on him to get burked, and he didn't. So James it, Milner, you owe me money. He did very, very well. Oh, so I can't believe he just he gets booked every other game. And the one time I need him to, he doesn't. <laughs> he 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 made his debut in the Premier League for Leeds in two thousand and two. That's sickening. That is that that is such a long time ago. You and I were in single digits. That's how long ago that was. Oh, I think I was in P two. Like that is that is rotten. This guy's about. So um, but this, for yeah. me, for me, this was a game of three celebrations. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so obviously Mane get, gets his goal as ninth uh, in a row against Palace. Just a standard celebration from him was, mm. was all about it. Yeah. Uh, then Mo Salah. <laughs> this, was, this was unacceptable. I, I, I have to say, Billy, I didn't get this one. No, neither did I. What is he doing? I don't know what warranted the shirts. I, I, I really don't. Like, it wasn't even as though it was that far. It was, yeah, it was fair enough. It was a ni- nicely hit 
strike. But come on, you're scoring a goal that gets you two 0 up against Palace. You're taking the shirt off. That's why he's up, Mo. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. I really wasn't sure what was going on there. Yeah, we say all the time on this podcast, celebrate like you've done it before. And Mo Salad does score more often than not. Yeah, and for him to score against Palace and take the shirt off and like, just start flexing off. Like, I, I was like, what was going through his mind? Like, you know, I just like I, I was trying to think about every. Did he think that he got into the hundred club this week? <laughs> you know, I, I honestly couldn't think of any other reason. Like he just thinks, yeah, he just thinks Opta and everyone else is wrong on his stats. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 hang on. There's one goal in there didn't count yeah, this yeah. weekend. It did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from Mo, who does score every week and celebrated unacceptably, to Navi Keita, who hasn't oh, scored really? in fourteen months I, and got on like he does it every I, week. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't have this at all. I really, <laughs> I, mean, I, I really was couldn't. All about it. I was, I was absolutely. When I watched it, I, I just said, absolute disgrace. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I, I yeah, great, great goal. You know, it great, killed me. Great. Ins- yeah, I agree. It killed me inside. They might have stick what you've given Navi. No, but, but but completely justified. <laughs> And then the way he just gets on is though he just looks around them and like, yeah, I'm the man here, aren't I? Yeah. Um, Billy, Will Hughes was on the bench for Crystal Palace. How's he made his way there? Will Hughes, so uh, I was like, I I was like, Hughes 12, so people remember he played for Watford in the Premier League for quite a while. I thought he was still there. Historically, um, was thought of as a highly talented, one of the future England players. Didn't oh yeah, really if work you go that back, way. he's definitely in like one of those articles of like the England team in twenty twenty two. Yeah, he's definitely in one of those. Yeah, uh, it didn't quite work out that way. From what I understand, Billy, he completely fell out with Watford over something, um, okay. and and they terminated his contract. It's it's a ruthless business um, over there. Yeah, Watford. well, well, as we know, um, but yeah, uh, he seems to be at Crystal Palace, so good for him. Yeah. Absolutely astounded that he's there. Unfortunately, he's gone there and Conor Gallagher's there. Well, indeed. Uh, so, yeah. Unfortunately for Will Hughes, he's that type of player. He can walk past me on the street and I wouldn't know. <laughs> he does look like he's a very ordinary guy. Look about him. Yeah, yeah just just never never kicked on the way he should have. Uh, just before we go on to the next game, what was Patrick Vieira doing this weekend starting Christian Benteke? <laughs> Did he, did he not watch the game well, last week? Well, because the commentator, if I'm right in saying, the commentator said he resisted the urge to pick Edward. What do you mean resisted and, the and urge? I, I, I was like, well, hang on a second. Edward scores goals. Therefore, you play Edward. Honestly, I told you I was sacked him after 45 minutes, game one. <laughs> and then he started to like, work his magic on me. And after this, no. Vera. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, uh, yeah. It was... Pretty standard game, yeah. <laughs> but yes, we'll, we'll move on to the club who are officially down, Chris, uh, North City. Um, yep, uh, completely unsurprisingly, they lost to Watford. I put Watford players in all my fancy football teams <laughs> because I knew that they would win and that they would score goals. And, and win comfortably. And, and, and lo and behold, uh, they did. Um, so I, I, I would like, if anyone who listens to this podcast... Anyone in the world of football um, to explain to me how Norwich will stay up because I have literally no idea how they're going to no, stay up. Yeah. I don't think you're going to find anyone who like will even try there. Watford could have had seven. 
Yeah, I, I think, Billy, I don't really think about... This guy, Emmanuel Dennis, looks quite oh, good. No, again, another one of these Mo Salah types. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Celebration, unacceptable. Well, the, the celebration was a bit much. Uh, that was, was unacceptable, the, the cartwheel, the back... That's one of those celebrations, because one person done it, I can't accept anyone else doing it. If uh, they done, fella, just... It was... Unless, uh, it was you're going to put another somersault in, no. <laughs> It was the Wild Wild back in the day, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, exactly. For Portsmouth. Like he, yeah. he mastered it, so no one else should be able to touch it. This guy, act as though you do, you put the ball in the net every week. Yeah. Um, going against Norwich, wise up. Yeah, I thought thought Tom Cleverley had an unbelievable game. <laughs> Surprisingly, he's another one. I just can't believe he's still playing for uh, lo- lo- Love that. Um, notice as well that Kabak, who was like Liverpool's desperate deadline day defender signing last season that all like Liverpool fans had like a real soft spot for him as well I never really I never really got why either I think it's just one of those because he just came in and because it ended well last season they're like thanks for doing that you know it's like yeah (laughs) it's not it's not as though he's exceptional or anything it's just like oh you were there uh, yeah, I, and and also, um, you know, after me saying last week that um, Ben Foster doesn't even make the bench, which actually was the case, um, <laughs> and your backman, who was the keeper for Austria in the Euros and for Watford last season, Ben Foster randomly started this week. I and, don't uh, understand how, from one week to the next, you can have a keeper not be in the squad, and then the next week start him, and from the have a stormer. Well, it's, it's absolutely classic Watford, isn't it? Um, and, like, I... But, like... So he played really well. Like he had an unbelievable game, but like yeah, he, he, compl- he completely, completely ruined it with his like the one of the most annoying post-match interviews I've ever seen. It was a disgrace. Like the, like, the match of the interview was a disgrace. Like he, like you know, I, I know all his videos are are good fun and everything, but like to say things like "Oh, as everybody probably knows, I, I keep myself fit with my cycling." Yeah, and then it was the whole, like, oh, everyone knows, I like my food. I'm 37 years old, I like my food. Yeah. Cheers, Ben, we all like food. (laughs) (laughs) You're a human being, if you didn't like it, I'd be concerned. And there was a bit at the end as well, I can't can't remember what it was. Um, He said something else, and I was just like, pal, you know, like, it's not all about you, you know. (laughs) Oh, oh, yes, because he got on, because, yeah. I did listen to it, and what was, he was like, "Oh, whenever it gets to three o'clock on a Saturday, yeah. I can do things I can't do during the rest of the week, and just get myself psyched for that three o'clock kickoff." Which yeah. I'm not like, quite concerned for Ben. <laughs> <laughs> what, what if Watford say play half five next weekend? <laughs> How's he gonna get on? Because you know? he likes his food, so uh, you know that'll be all over the place. What if he plays two o'clock on a Sunday? Does that make a difference? You know, one more on. Um, also thought great that um, my Craig Cathcart is still a Premier League player. Um, How's he still kicking about? <laughs> he's been at Watford for such a long. I think he's pushing like a testimonial, to be honest. <laughs> like, to, like genuinely. Honestly, this really is just the week of forty-year-olds. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, yeah, I yeah, th- th- like sorry. I should clarify as well. The, the reason I find Norwich annoying is like mainly because. They're talked about in like you know they've apparently had a phenomenal apparently like this is the chat Bailey apparently they had a phenomenal transfer window. I'm struggling to see how that's actually correlated into winning football matches, but apparently they did. No, the only player of note that I think they brought in was Billy. And yeah, this is, this move is killing Billy's career before my eyes. I'm so, like, well, what, what do you mean? Me. Because instead of playing 
some like you know, he would have played the odd game here and there for Chelsea instead of playing the odd cup game here for Chelsea. He's now just getting smoked every weekend. Right, right. For for Norwich, and he's yeah. about to go down. So what, what's that supposed to do for the kid? The, the idea of a Chelsea, you play with Chelsea, and then you go to Scotland, and then you play with the bad team. Don't play at Norwich. Play for the bad team in the league, and then Scotland look like the good team. I think yeah. Scotland. I think Scotland would beat Norwich in a game. Oh, comfortably at the moment. Yeah. Comfortably, yeah. uh, j- just before we go on to any other game, uh, Ismail Asar, Chris, what a player. Uh, this he, guy is just, he shouldn't be at Watford, he should be top 10. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know what they did last season to, to keep him to keep him in the championship. Because, on me. Because, I mean, under every analytic possible, I mean, he must be top of like everybody's, all the internal kind of scouting at every club's mm-hmm. charts, you know, like 23 years old. Premier League experience, international player, um, completely undervalued, completely off the radar type thing, you know. There's, there had to have been like some loyalty bonus or something for him going down because this guy shouldn't have been playing, or I say playing a year, wasting a year in the championship because he should have been in the Premier League having fun. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm not sure what happened there, but he's, um, yeah, he's very good. <laughs> very very strange situation. Uh, a, a game that ended nil nil, so we'll not really talk about it. Just want to talk about the circumstances around the club. Man City this week, Chris. What a week for them. <sighs> I, I <laughs> honestly like they're just they're just like it's just a bizarre <sighs> situation. So against uh, RB Leipzig in the Champions League this week, thirty three thousand people turned up to watch Man City at the Etihad, and as a result, Pep Guardiola. He didn't say anything negative in his post-match interview. His comments were something along the line of, uh, I invite all our people to come. I, I want our stadium full of our people. I invite all our people to come 3 o'clock Saturday against Southampton. To which some supporters club secretary decided to get himself in the headlines on Sky Sports News saying uh, Pep Guardiola should stick to football. No, I, th- I thought that was an interesting way to phrase it. <laughs> I, th- I thought, what a moron this guy is. <laughs> He's going to come out after Pep Guardiola has won a million trophies and be like, oh, stick with football. You know, the guy's allowed to say. Just just the best manager in the world, you know. Yeah, yeah, but, but like, I want them out because he, he, he wants more people to show up. You know, like, I, I don't really know why. Like, because I, I, do, you know what I, do you know what I actually think, Billy? I think this reflects on Man City fans and anything else. Because if they're gurning, then that's them basically being like, Oh, well, you know, it doesn't actually really matter that much, a Champions League match. And, like, when you actually watch the goals against Leipzig, the crowd who is there, Bailey, they barely even celebrate every goal. Yeah, I'm very conflicted on the entire thing, to be honest, because I do, I get the Man City fans' perspective. I I, I get what they're saying, but, like, you know... Because Man (laughs) Man City, because they go so far in every competition, play 60, 70 games a season, it's impossible to get all of those. But But it's a Champions League. Yeah, and then on the flip side, the way the way your man was getting on the the supporters club secretary, and again he doesn't represent all city fans because that cracks me up whenever like one guy comes out, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I represent all fans. I'm like, no, you don't, mom, <laughs> go away. But he was like, oh, uh, where Man City, you know, uh, where's Liverpool, Man United have a lot of tourist fans go to their games, and they just have to accept right. that. Now my point there is. I've been to both Anfield and Old Trafford, and yes, there's a lot of tourist fans there. We're currently in a pandemic, and <laughs> there's been a significant drop-off in tourist fans, and Anfield and Old Trafford are still full. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. He's criticising Pep Guardiola being like a stick to football. It's like, who are you? Like, it's, what does stick to football actually mean? As, as, if, as if he isn't sticking to football. Like, <laughs> what, what? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, and also, like, oh, and it's just... I, I I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered with them anymore. To be honest, I the, Man City do not interest me as a team. They don't interest me as a club. No. This proves this whole nonsense this week just proved. Um, yeah, I, I get. I will always maintain there are the pre two thousand eight fans. They exist. They're there. They're about. We know some deserve, of them. They deserve that, all of it. Absolutely, but there's so much like, like you know, commercial. Um, slick, you know, that kind of comes around with Man City. And you saw it all in the documentary where it's just like, you know, everything's just perfection, but yeah. it's all a bit of a facade, you know. It is. Even even in Ted Lasso, whenever the smack Ted's team 6 0, it was all a bit like they definitely paid Apple for this. Yeah. <laughs> So they look, they look as good as they do in this show. But. Just uh, just one word on Ted Lasso, Bailey, after you mentioned it last week, because I, I looked into watching it after you claimed it was the best show TV show to ever exist. Get on board, so wholesome. Well, Love it. But, but then I realised, Bailey, it's on Apple Apple TV Plus, or whatever it's called. Yeah. I'm not getting involved in that. I'll, I'll say worth it for Ted. I, I don't even know what system Apple TV Plus is on. I, I can't even just... tell you. It's just everywhere, so get involved. <laughs> so there's cancel on Netflix one month. I, I, I don't have Netflix. Well, cancel whatever. Well, yeah, cancel your Amazon Prime. You watch Flip. I, lo- I love Amazon Palace. Prime. No, you, you watch the Crystal Palace documentary. Cancel I was, that for a month and watch 10. I was, I was in Prime is genuinely really good. I, I, I will defend it. Well, that's fantastic. You watch the Crystal Palace documentary on a very good thing. Cancel it one month and watch the headlast. So, and then tell me... <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you think. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Man City, and the great thing that happened to Man City this week was that Pep wanted the people to come, you know, and the people kind of did show up a bit more on Saturday, even though there was tickets before the game, you could have bought them. Uh, but Pep Guardiola had to apologise to the fans after the game for the performance. Uh, yeah, they didn't have a shot on target until like in- injury time. Yeah, that that was um, that was quite funny yeah like i just to say on southampton right also i think um ralph uh listened to us a little bit because his waistcoat worked a bit more i don't know what it was no no no, no. he changed no, ralph, something i i need someone to do me a favor there was a twitter account years ago <laughs> called steve bruce at weddings <laughs> i need someone to change that to ralph hasnard at weddings <laughs> ralph looks like he's just ready at that stage of a wedding where you know the dinner's all done everyone's had a couple of pints and he's just he's waiting for the tunes to come on like he's at that stage i imagine ralph would have the tie around the head about half 11 at night now ralph looks like that to me someone create that and i want royalties from it uh no i i have to say i i'm i think this i think this this season so far has proved again how good a manager he is because like I'm very impressed with how they have actually maintained despite how many players they've lost. And I think Adam Armstrong is literally the perfect Danny Ings replacement. And I think he's going to be very good. Yeah, just a shame he's a dive and so on. So, but... well, so are you talking about Cal Walker? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Danny oh, no, Bailey, hang on a second. He jumps into him, Chris. Hang on a second. So this incident, by the way, I, I, I was absolutely raging at this. So. What's a stonewall penalty and red card? No, if you look at the contact, Armstrong's like sort of 
diving into Walker, it's embarrassing. I, Billy, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being totally honest. That, that's not what I saw. What I saw was Kyle Walker plowing into Adam Armstrong. He sort of goes across him, but the way he goes across him does not warrant the way Adam Armstrong goes down. But 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 here's the thing, though, Billy. Regardless, even if that is or is or isn't true, it's like the gurning afterwards. You know, the kind of leads to the oh, we have some VAR, you know, all that, and like oh, like oh, how, you you can't ruin this game for us because we're Man City. You know, no, you can't ruin this game for the Premier League because we've introduced new rules this season, <laughs> and football is actually football again, and we're not having Adam Armstrong destroy it. But, but I, I, I honestly, I honestly, that is not what I saw. I did not see Adam Armstrong dive in that situation. Um, so we're we're going to let the people decide because I'm not having this. <laughs> this is such a dive. I, 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 that is literally not what I saw. But f- fair enough. Yeah. So good job VAR in my opinion uh, interesting <laughs> you're there for interesting yeah well done to Stockley Park <laughs> <laughs> indeed yeah uh, and then on the, on the game that I didn't say a great deal of other than the fact that Wolves don't look too great Brentford Wolves Chris so here's the thing right we we so I thought in the week that I was like oh I, maybe I kind of regret saying what I said about Wolves because because every, everyone kept saying about oh well Wolves kept on creating those chances mm. and they're actually playing better than their results suggest yeah and i was like oh well maybe actually you know it'll be good for the rest of still had a thing in my head of like royal Jimenez is not the same player etc et no, um royal hasn't got it yet so, it's uh, killing me. So, so so then this then they lose to brentford at home 2-0 and and i'm just like you know I think some people draw conclusions too quickly sometimes. I don't know. Mm. Like, you know, I, I think this is this is definitely the drawback of expected goals, as we well know, because it's like at the end of the day, as we know, with Brighton finishing 16th three years in a row, it doesn't actually matter if you don't score them. So, Join the Rock Johnson, it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> I, I, I should say as well, Billy, right? Brentford's defending in the Premier League so far unbelievable it's, it's not bad at all Ethan Pinnock <laughs> Ethan Pinnock yeah just really emerging isn't he yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they, they have they have conceded um, two goals yeah the whole season it's it's beyond me <laughs> how Brentford are just carrying on the way they have and after the first week whenever all the hype was on them mm. The hype has sort of died down, but in a good way for them. Yeah, because get on with Yeah, because yeah, everyone's like back to this sort of oh, we can beat Brentford kind of thing because they're not being talked about. After that first game, they were so sky high where it was like expectations were too high. Mm. Where it's like oh, we're going to play Brentford this week. Oh no, um, but they go on and didn't win. We're seeing now because you're like oh, they're vulnerable. Right, it's like here we go. Let's get them, and then you sort of get lulled in the false sense of security, and then Brentford do hit you with how good they actually are, and, and even it's had a perfect sweet spot for them at the moment. Yeah, and even had a guy randomly sent off halfway through, mm. <laughs> and still it made no difference. Yeah, um, yeah, I, th- I think Tony um, looks pretty good. Um, he's a Premier League striker. Yeah, he's very good, um, and yeah, like Wolves, pff, I. <sighs> I, I, I don't know because like because like their, their attack in theory they're you know is is really good but then you had the whole thing of Jimenez then like threw off his 
head guard thing after he missed the header. I don't like that. And you're just, and you're just like, you know, he cannot be the same player. He fractured his skull. Yeah, no, no matter who you are, no one's coming back the same guy after that. No, even like, no. Even like Petr Cech was never the same guy after it. And yes, he did still keep clean sheets and everything. But especially at Stryker. Stryker's such a difficult position to have that change. And that we have to head the ball so much as a striker. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that doubt in your mind. He just he won't be the same guy. And it's such a shame because I'm such a fan of him. No, it, yeah, it is. Yeah, he's in terms of like B-list kind of world strikers, you know, he was right up there. Like, mm. yeah. Um, Another striker I can't believe still playing in the Premier League, Solomon Rondon, Chris, played for, <laughs> played for Everton against Aston Villa. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't quite realise how much Rafa Benitez was like Harry Redknapp in terms of... <laughs> he, journeyman. He just brings the boys that he... Like, Rondon played for the Chinese team that... Um, that he went to but um, yeah and then Rondon's just got on the plane and come back oh, to uh, Everton Rondon Andros Townsend had a world on Monday night <laughs> you know, Rafa, Rafa and the boys like just get Nico Cranchar up next well indeed um, although t- to be fair they did get absolutely smacked by Villa yeah Villa absolutely killed them so after beating them. after beating Burnley however many they did because Burnley had the worst 10 minutes I've ever seen from a football team on Monday night <laughs> Everton became Everton again yeah I, d- for some reason Asmir Begovic was playing another professional yeah. podcaster <laughs> oh was he? yeah what, what a weekend for podcasting goalkeepers well sorry what does Asmir Begovic do in his podcast? I have no idea Chris I don't know what it is but I just know he does it <laughs> he was at Chelsea for a year wasn't he as well? yeah and I think that's when I restarted it because he was just on the bench so he's like oh, I'll have time to do a podcast uh, well apparently well, well, on, but a cross promo. I'm just looking. I'm not going to give the name of it for no free promo. But I'm just noticing that the last time he released an episode was August 2020. Oh, so he's one of these. He fell out of love with the game. Well, it was it was 80 episodes, um, and he seems to just chat with random people from the world of sport. Fair play to him, but I clearly th- he, he lost interest, and we're now winning. So. <laughs> If, if he does want to get back into the game, he's more than welcome to, to join us. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought um, I thought Leon Bailey looked very good. Yeah, one thing I didn't see this game live or anything because again, I'm not watching Villa Everton live. The commentator on match of the day for this, Chris, too excited. Every goal that went in, he was like a screamer. I did, I did notice that actually. You're right. Yeah, need, need to calm down. Like Manny Cash's goal was a very good goal. The reaction um, it got was as though it won Champions League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, guy, the guy gave himself no room to work with as well because he went 100% for Matty Cash's goal. <laughs> he had nowhere to go for Leon Bailey's. And Leon Bailey's was a better goal, so he just had to match it. And it's like, that I, doesn't, doesn't warrant the same reaction. No, I, I did notice that. But yeah, top, top, top player. Yeah, he looks good. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So, very good. Uh, anything you want to hit before we go on the in the mud? Because we've had a lengthy one this week. Um, no, no, but I'm looking forward to the in the muds. Yeah. Well, in the mud this weekend for pretty obvious reasons is Derby County, and it's tough because I don't want to d- dig in the club because they've got an administration like it's an awful place for like the staff of the club and the supporters. But I've got a timeline here of events recently, mm. and they completely deserve what's going on because this is one of the biggest banter clubs no just to clarify off the top billy um they they basically were a shoe in for promotion basically every season from like 2011 onwards 
And that's the thing. So that's, that's what's part of the reason why they've reached the issue they now have because they needed to hit FFP and hit that they needed to get to the Prem. Yeah. So arguably the catalyst for this is whenever the owner, Mel Norris, decided to buy the stadium. Which is quite a big stadium so, as well. So he bought it for like 80 million. Maybe. <laughs> so that what, what, bought it from it, who? The, the council? I actually don't know. I'd probably, yeah, probably as council slash constructors and everything. But that meant that they'd be able to comply with FFP because he was chucking in 80 million to the Oh, club. right. Okay, so, yeah. So, you yeah. know, you can get around it that way, you know, sneaky wee ways. And then you hit uh, May 2019. It's probably the, the real uh, yeah. moment, real nail. Yeah. From play, playoff final defeat is what we're talking about. De Villa, so, yeah. You know, uh, Frank Lampard's team with a million low knees. It was the one year where it's like, they need to get up now. Yeah. Lost the Aston Villa at, at Wembley 2-1. I can't remember. I think Tommy Abraham may have scored that day. Uh, yeah, he was playing. Yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, they don't come up. The low knees go back. And then July, Frank goes to Chelsea. Uh, and then it's once again time for Darby to rebuild. Yeah. And this is where, like, the real banter era stuff comes. August 2019. The sponsor sign Wayne Rooney. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, the the gambling so, thing. Yeah, so three two red. Yeah, um, got involved to sign Wayne Rooney as it was like a player coach role, wasn't it, with Philip Coco? <laughs> Coco, yeah, Cocu, whatever it is. Yeah, just out of nowhere, and it, the way you're looking at it now, I'm just looking at the photo of Wayne Rooney here with the number thirty two on his shorts. Like that is a rotten deal. That's a that's a that's a disgrace. To you be know, honest, a, yeah. A man coming from the MLS on a bad company is going <laughs> to sign him, and it's I can't believe this was allowed. Yeah. You know the amount of rules around betting companies, especially, but just rules around the AFL. I can't believe. A betting company was able to go. We want him, and we want him to wear a specific number that he's never worn before. Yeah. And then, yeah, a month, a month later, gets even worse. Uh, the infamous car crash, Chris. Uh oh. So, uh, yes, Richard Keogh. Richard, Richard Keogh, yeah. Mason Bennett, and Tom Lawrence all yeah. involved in a car crash uh, with one of them being left unconscious as his other teammates fled the scene. Oh. Um, Mason Bennett and Tom Lawrence were banned from driving and uh, Keogh was sacked by the club yeah. despite being club captain. We should say he was club captain for, I think, about club. seven years. Yeah. yeah, club captain. Tom Lawrence was also like a, a co-captain that year. Yeah. So it was, but Keogh was sacked and they had suffered an injury that was going to keep him out of the game yeah. for a full year. Uh, then we hit uh, December 2020. Uh, Al Phillip, previously mentioned, have one win in 15 games. Yeah. That's just unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One win, like, you're out. I'm sorry, you're out. Yeah. No other football club on this planet should be going. <laughs> 15 that's games that, with one victory. That's like, uh, that's like the Huddersfield were getting relegated from the Premier League. Just getting smoked week in, week out. Yeah. But unfortunately, the, the sacking of him leads to an even worse appointment because then uh, Wayne Rooney steps up Liam Senior steps up. Shea Given steps up. It's, it's a motley crew, that. Yeah, I'm, 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 like, I'm not sure what links all these guys together. Yeah, no. like like those are all kind of like your classic mid two thousands Premier League footballers. I, I just don't like. I do feel bad for those three because you want young managers coming into the game. Oh, I, yeah. You want them to break that cycle. Yeah, but it's an awful beginning for these three. Whenever you're at Derby County, who later that month forgot to pay their players. Forgot. 
in December 2020, due to the financial situation, Mel Morris was unable to pay the players. Complete like shambles of the cash flow. Yeah. And the players were pretty close to going on a strike because there's a, a few disappointed kids on Christmas Day. I imagine that one. <laughs> uh, indeed, yeah. So, was, so yeah, fast forward to the, the end of that season. Derby uh, struggle at the bottom of the championship and only surviving thanks to Sheffield Wednesday getting a points deduction at the start of the season. Um, and that, and you know, that I think it was the season before, the season during COVID, Wigan um, beat Derby 8-0 yeah. and went down because they got points deducted and Sheffield Wednesday didn't. And then mm. they did at the start of this next season or something. So, so something absolutely ridiculous. It basically was total injustice against Wigan and not against Sheffield Wednesday and Derby. Well, part of it as well. Derby deserved to go down because they won. This is a shambles again. They won just one of their last fifteen games of that season. Yeah, going into that, like they yeah, the completely, completely deserved to go down. Survived by a single point. Yeah, and it actually dropped into the relegation zone. Part of the way through the final game. Yes, I, I yes, I remember that now because like the team they were playing, they had to beat them. Yeah, honestly, complete shambles. And then June twenty twenty one, there uh, they were fined a hundred thousand pound and were told to refile their account. They could just completely forgot to submit their accounts. <sighs> Incorrect. The whole the whole works. And then later, uh, later that month, uh, the transfer embargo came until yep. the accounts were resubmitted. Yeah. Which, again, absolute shambles. How can a football club operate that way? And then uh, a month later, uh, Wayne Rooney admitted he couldn't field the team. I, 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 I just think, like, like I, I, I know part of the reason that Rooney went there is because he saw the potential to eventually become the manager. He thought he was going to be Frank Lampard. But he must have realised pretty early on that there were some serious issues at this club. Like, well, I think just it's a great lesson for anyone that, before you join a company or join a new job, look at the accounts. Just well, well indeed. Just yeah. make sure they're submitted as well. But yeah, Rooney at one stage only had nine senior uh, players available to him and only had one centre-back. <laughs> then a slight issue came a couple of, like, say a couple of weeks, literally days later, apologies, uh, <laughs> when Wayne Rooney admitted that uh, one of his midfielders, Jason Knight, suffered an injury because Wayne Rooney tackled him in training. Surely not. Is that what happened? <laughs> No, legitimately because no he didn't way. have enough players for when he was getting involved and lunged into him apparently during a rondo oh, and the guy no. was out for and is out for 12 weeks and and I, I'm right in saying Bailey that um, David Marshall who um, was the Scotland keeper in the Euros and also got Scotland to the Euros here at um, zero yeah he was told at the start of the season that he was going to be the third choice goalkeeper <laughs> like, like, can, you, can you explain that to me I mean he could get minutes in midfield if he wants <laughs> um, yeah, and they've got guys like Phil Jagielka has rocked up, and a couple of other guys. And it's like, you know, what, what's going on? Like, so yeah, we're not. We're now just waiting to see the fate of the club. Uh, they they did they filed, and they just they appointed administrators on Friday. There, uh, they're now facing a twelve point deduction, which completely deserve. So they're, so they're minus. I think it means they're on like minus five or something. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. So yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens here. But it's, it's not looking great for Derby County. But based on what's happened the past few years, is anyone surprised? Uh, no, and it's it's entirely um, the people that run 
run the club's faults. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's it's definitely, and a couple of players. And, yeah, it's yeah. definitely done that. Mel Morrison, his motley crew, like you do, you feel horrible for the staff and all, but. It's, it's a great, it's a great club, and they, um, you know, but but I mean, no, no one has an automatic right to be in the Premier League. Yeah, um, we we were chatting about this about how the Championship is full of clubs like this, and this, yeah. this is one of many that could happen where clubs gamble so much on getting to the Prem. Yeah, that whenever that doesn't happen, you're you're, you're dust. You're you're, you're smoked. Um, and I, you, you, yeah. you said that the same thing resulted in that playoff final had gone the other way. Villa. Well, well, that, that was situation. that was apparently that was apparently the chats, yeah. Um, that that they were in a very similar financial position. Mm. That they banked everything on that promotion, yeah. So yeah, next time you're watching a playoff final, which are normally drab affairs, because normally semi-finals are good. The finals terrible games of football, and they give you all this nonsense about what's oh, the richest game in the world. <laughs> Actually, I think they should start building it as if one of these teams loses this game of football, they're going bust. <laughs> The, the, the team that loses the playoff final tends to not really come back the next season. That no. tends to be the way of it. No, fortunately not. And for Derby County, it could be plenty of years before. Indeed, yeah. Before we see that again. So, yes, that, that wraps us up nicely this week. Uh, Chris, no Europa League this week. <laughs> no a week off, I think. And then, then it's, it's back to it. Then. Back to it's we're, we're, it's Cup a, this week. The Car- Car- Carabao Cup, yep. It's back. I believe Chelsea play Aston Villa. Actually, I, sorry, I withdraw that the League Cup. Um, I don't. Oh, you I, these people. I don't accept the legitimacy of um, of a of a drink that for years wasn't actually available in the UK. Yeah, when, I remember they they sponsored Chelsea, and you actually couldn't buy it at Stamford Bridge. Which... I, it's also like why, like you know, I'm sure you know, great company or whatever, but like you know, it's absolute garbage in a can. You know, like oh yeah, it's poison. You know, it's like it's probably worse than Rockstar. Yeah, I am. I I would love to just try it once to see how quickly I'll have a heart attack. It's Thai or something, isn't it? Is it something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Honestly, yeah. don't know. But yeah. it's more poisonous than anything else. Like <laughs> rocket fuel. Yeah. So uh, so league cup. Yeah. So yeah. So everyone absolutely enjoyed that. Uh, I believe Chelsea play Man City next week in the Prem, which is a big one. Who oh. who the hammers have, Chris? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, it, it's uh, it's. Uh, 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 Leeds 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 Leeds, Leeds. yep a couple of cracking fixtures so yes we'll leave it on that thanks everyone for listening and we'll see everyone next week <laughs> uh, indeed yeah I'll add about the part where you're like uh <laughs> <laughs>